0: Amen. How's everybody today? It's a great day, right? Every day is a great day. You need to remind yourself of that. Because there's a lot of, there are a lot of days when the enemy try to convince you it's not a great day, but I'm telling you, God never made a bad day. And you realize, every one of those days are already made. (laughs) God doesn't operate on a, on a 12 month uh, calendar everything is to God so every day that you'll ever live has already been created (sighs) awesome every day that you and I will live on planet earth is already done and actually all that you will ever need in life has already been provided for I've talked about this, and I just want to mention this. This is free. This isn't part of the message. Um, but <clears throat> talked about this a number of times. But the Bible is very clear that, and we're going to read a few of those passages in a different translation today, but the um, Bible real clear that before the foundation of the world, the Lamb of God was slain. In Revelation, it says before the foundation of the world. You know, one of the reasons that you continue to come and be a part of the church of Jesus Christ, you come and hear the word. Out of obedience to the word causes you to grow up. And there's some things that you've got to catch. And sometimes, you know, no, not sometimes, every time, The things that are preached that you hear over and over and over and over again, and you hear in different ways, along the way, eventually you'll catch it if you don't quit. The Bible's very clear. Those that don't quit, they'll reap. And sometimes you can have sat under the Word for years and years and years, and then one day something is said and maybe there's a 40, 45 minute message, and one thing that was said, and that's all you heard because that's what you needed. Or you heard a word and you took what you heard and you went to the word yourself, and God revealed something specific. But maybe you were saved for years. Maybe you heard the word for years and years. And then one day it just clicked. And there are things that are said at times that your mind says, well, I don't know if I believe that or not. Well, that's a good thing. It's good for you to have those questions. But it's not a good thing to leave the questions unanswered. But it is a good thing to question. You hear me say something like what I just said? That the Lamb was slain, according to the book of Revelation, the Lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. Wait, but I thought He was slain 2,000 years ago. Yeah? But God already had it prepared and planned before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world. Before he said, before he said, light be, and light was, he already had your redemption set up. It was already in him. Before the foundation of the world, the Lamb of God was slain. He already had your provision. So, the day that he makes... The days that you will live that are already made, there are all of the provision for your life is already there also. And many times in our minds, our minds go tilt to things like that because we don't understand the nature of God. See, God, God didn't wait till he saw light and say, oh yeah, there's the light. Okay, light be. No, God saw darkness and he said light be and then light was. That's how God operates. He's always operated that way. Everything he's ever done has been that way. Everything that Jesus ever did in his ministry on earth was done that way. And God created us to do the works that Jesus did and even greater works so nothing will happen any different than it's ever happened with God, Jesus, or any human being. Everything that's ever produced manifestation has been produced by faith and understanding that concept. So I'm telling you today that no matter where you're at in life, what you deal with, what you struggle with, what, what lies at times that the enemy tells you, God has already taken care of you. He's already met every need in your life. He's already healed your body. He's already delivered your life. He's already set you in a position through the blood of Jesus that you can you cannot lose. You're already a winner. Right? And and what we're gaining is revelation to experience that. I want you to look at a verse. This is still free. First John chapter five, the little Johns in the back. First John five and verse one. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. He's born a second time. He's not just born of the flesh, but he's been born a second time. If he believes that Jesus is the Christ. Okay? So, if you're born again today, that verse of Scripture pertains to you. Then a little bit farther down, he says this. Then he says, whatever is born of God, okay? Who is the one who is born of God? The one that believes that Jesus is the Christ. If you believe that, then you're born again. Then verse 4 is to anybody. So if you're born again, then verse 4 is for you. Whatever is born of God does what? Barely overcomes. Sometimes. Uh, when all the circumstances line up, no. No. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. See, that. See, God always looks at His plan and He never looks at where your plan is. Hmm. God always looks at His plan when He thinks of you because His plan is always, it's always through the blood of Jesus. Like putting a a pair of 3d glasses on to see something anybody ever tried to watch a 3d movie without the glasses or, or at least the, the old way of doing it I mean it, it just doesn't work it do, it absolutely will not work you miss everything in the movie right right well it won't work to try to understand your life through your perception it won't work you'll miss all this stuff God created your life, He has the blueprint to your creation, and through the blood and what Jesus accomplished, now we have to understand what He had planned for us before we were. So, could it be that when you step into your born-again life, and you already have a life, that there could be some things in the life that you already have that need to be changed? It's time to put the glasses on, and it's time to begin to see ourselves in Him, who we are in Him. Whoever is born of God overcomes the world, and that's a settled issue. Now, you can be sitting there today, and all of us at different times, there's not anybody sitting here today that's not felt this at different times, like the world was overcoming you. Everybody sitting here today, if you say it, ha- you haven't felt that way, you're a liar, you call me a liar no the word did there's not anybody that hasn't felt that way nobody but the next part of this verse is the key and this is what we have to understand this is where our thinking has to come and our revelation level has to come to a new place it says and this is the victory that overcomes the world our faith Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. He repeats that. that was in verse 1. He who believes that Jesus is the Son of God and is born of God overcomes the world because of what Jesus did. But the victory, the manifestations, the things that we want to see in our lives that we've never seen before, where the enemy tries to talk us out of whether we see those victories or not, is determined on whether our faith in what God says is so, and that's where our confidence is, whether we develop that and allow that to be first and foremost instead of being moved by what we see and feel. And it doesn't matter at what level. Some some person may be struggling in an area in the financial realm. Somebody may be struggling in the area of the fear realm. Somebody may be struggling in an area of fear where their physical body is concerned. Somebody may be struggling in a marriage situation or a friendship situation. Somebody may be struggling and lacking the peace of God. All of those things have already been provided for for you. But we've got to rise to a new revelation and understanding of that. And if we don't, then the victory over the world and all these issues that has been paid for for you will not work for you. Because, see, if it would just work because of what Jesus did, then you play no part in that. And and, and I'll just say, and I've met, I'm not talking to anybody here today, but I've met many, many people like this that believe that Whatever happens in life was the will of God. God's in control of everything. And whatever happens is the will of God. So every time you hear a report of somebody being murdered, somebody being blown up, somebody this happened or what, that was the will of God in that situation. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't serve a God that would do that, those kind of things to people. I wouldn't serve a God like that. That's not the God of the Bible. The Bible is very clear that the reason that things happen in the earth is because people don't obey God at every level. I, don't, I mean, non-believer to believer to whatever, at every level, people disobey God. Think of this. If you and I and everybody else on planet Earth did exactly what God said, what would be the result of that? The ministry of Jesus. Because he, he only did what Father said. And when he did what Father said, then it worked out. Every single time. So, the problems in the earth is that we don't understand what has been provided for us. In other words, we don't understand who we are in Him and who He is in us. In other words, we don't understand the part that He's already accomplished and then the part that we play. We have to understand that. We read this in John 15, in the big Johns. We read this... um, in the last time I preached this Valentine's Day I had a, had a different word but the Sunday before that the title of my message was In Him and that's the title of my message today, In Him. And in John 15 and 5 it says I'm the vine you're the branches he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. So the key to bearing great fruit and seeing manifestation in our lives is him and me and me and him. And me understanding that. He and me and me and him. And me understanding that causes fruit to be born. He and me and me and him. Now, First <clears throat> John 5 verse 4 said, that whoever is born of God overcomes the world. Why? Because he's already overcome the world. So in other words, his part is accomplished. He and me and me and him. His part in me is already done. And actually, his part in me was done before the foundation of the world. Not in, in actual manifestation, but by faith. I'm gonna say it again, not in actual manifestation, but by faith. The culmination of that didn't happen till a little over 2,000 years ago when the, the heart of the Father for humanity was manifested through the giving of his Son. But that was already prepared before the foundation of the world. So everything that we read in Scripture that Jesus accomplished was already the will of the Father, and so it was accomplished. And the reason that in our timetable that it took so long, over 4,000 years, the reason that it took so long is because God was looking for people that would do what? Believe. This is the victory that overcomes the world. This is the victory that causes you to be a partaker of what He's already done. My faith in Him. And there's a lot involved in what faith looks like in Him. He in me and me in Him. But me not just expecting him to do it all, but me doing my part. He gave us the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is not the doer, he's the helper. Right? He doesn't do everything for you because if he did everything for you, then he'd enable you to just be a bum. You have your part. There's a there's a word in the English language that's all through the Bible and it's a four-letter word W-O-R-K and it's not a bad word it's a really good word in fact it's all through the Bible and the Bible says and the Bible is real clear in a lot of different ways that if you don't work you don't produce but there's a difference between toiling And actually working. Those words are two different words in the Bible. To toil is to you trying to do something to try to get God to bless what you're doing. To work is to obey God and do the things that he has told us to do. So number one we've got to learn how to hear him so that we know what our part is in him. He's in us and it's completed. He overcame the world and the victory in my life For me to be a partaker of what he's accomplished that he already had planned and provided for for me before the foundation of the world is my part in him. Me trusting him, me believing in him, me doing everything that I need to do day to day to be committed to what he has called me to do and you to do. Everybody has a part. Everybody has a ministry. Everybody on planet earth has a ministry. And there's some things about ministry we got to get out of our heads too. Well, you know, I don't think I'm called to ministry. No, you're called as a minister before you're called to do anything else. And and, 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 until you get that, all the other stuff will just it'll just just get in the way. Because you got to have that ministry thing first, so that everything else you put your hand to is the work of God. You see? And, I, and, I, and understand, I'm not talking about you necessarily being a missionary somewhere. You might do that. But if you're called by God to go to school and go to school for 8 or 10 years and become a doctor, okay? What you've got to have before you become a doctor <laughs> is that revelation of the fact that you've been called to be a minister. And the ministry that we've been called to is found in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21. We are ministers of reconciliation to God. So if you've been called to be a doctor and you go to school all those years, think of the people that you come in contact with all those years leading up to even being a doctor. That you have the ability to just be there for. I'm not talking about having to just preach at people. You're just there. And, 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 and you go along and you might be, you know, in school to be a doctor. And, and, and you're in a lab somewhere. You're watching a surgery. And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost inside of you begins to say, you know, just under your breath, just pray for that person. And miraculously, you're in the midst of a real surgery where someone could actually pass and die, and they live. Could it be as a result of your presence? Yes. But if you're there just to be a doctor, and later on, you know, I'll have time for church. It's not about having time for church. It's about understanding your ministry. Him and me, me and him. And when I understand that, there's no end to what I can accomplish. Because now I'm doing What he already had planned for me before I was, and it's already provided for. Where we don't see provision at times in our own lives or ministries of the things we're called to do, where we don't, I'm not talking about stretches or attacks or things that we go through. Everybody walks through things because of going to new levels. Because remember, see, we started in this life over here, and when we entered into the life we're in now, we had some thinking that had to change. So, as the thinking changes, then we prepare ourselves along the way. But I'm saying, in the end, what's going to happen is manifestation's going to come when you know what your part is, when, when it becomes real to you what your part is that was prepared before you were ever even thought about. That's what we have to tap. I've been preaching this for 20 years. I've been preaching about... Understanding that for 20 years. A while back, I had a person that I just saw that used to be in our church years ago. And I I saw this person and and, uh, the reason I'm saying this is because it just, it, it really hit home with me how important it is to find out who you are in him. He knows who he is in you. If you ask him to come live, then he's all that. <laughs> he's everything and more. He's everything and more than what the Bible says he is inside of you. But it won't necessarily just work for you unless you tap what your part is. The Bible says that, that here's God and here, here's here's Jesus and his anointing, and here's me. And it's not like this where the anointing is concerned. It says we're joint heirs. See, when we're talking about the risen Savior, no, it's like this or whatever. But when we're talking about Jesus, the anointed man on the earth to accomplish things in the earth, he said we're joint heirs. What does that mean? Equal partners. He had his part, now I have my part. He's already done his part. His part's already in place. Now I have to learn from what his part is, how to do my part, yeah. and when I learn that, it's it's all over but the whatever. Hmm? The old saying, "It's not over till the fat lady sings," that's a lie. It's not over until you and I get it. Well, you know, there's just going to be a few people. No, 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 no. God wants us all to get it. Amen. Why do you think he's tarried for so long so that you and I would get it? Get what? Get our part. Get the authority that we've been created to live and operate in. It's not over till he says it's over. And it's not going to be over in this dispensation of time until he's satisfied. Jesus doesn't even know when he's coming back. Only the Father. So don't be so concerned about that. Let's be concerned about developing faith and walking by faith and making sure that who we are in Him becomes real to us. Amen? Now, um, can you put Ephesians 1 up for me? Let's see. I want to read this in the Message Bible. Ephesians 1. And... um, Just for the sake of time, let's just skip down to verse 11. Verse 11. The message in Ephesians 1. That's not what mine says. Why didn't mine say that? What the heck's that about that's really weird just take that off that's the wrong verse <laughs> that says Ephesians 1 in the message and that's not what this Ephesians one eleven and 12 says that was really strange. You know, sometimes, you know, well, I'm on the wrong chapter, but I'm not. <laughs> Something was just printed wrong. So just listen. <clears throat> it's in Christ, it's in Christ that we find, this is Ephesians 1, 11, and 12. It's in Christ in the Message Bible. It's in Christ that we find who we are. And what we are living for. Mm. It's in Christ. Put that back up again. (laughs) That is really weird. Anyway. Get off of it. Now listen to me. (laughs) It's in Christ. That we find out. Who we are and what we're living for. Gosh. Just just close your eyes for a minute. Two things. In Christ I find out who I am and why I'm here and what's my purpose. In Christ I find out who I am and what am I living for? Why am I here? That's what you find out in Christ. Amen. Listen. Long ago before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up he had his eye on us had designs on us for glorious living part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and in everyone it's in Christ that you once that you once you heard the truth and believed it this message of your salvation found yourselves home free, signed, sealed and delivered by the Holy Spirit. This signet from God is the first installment on what's coming, a reminder that will get everything God has planned for us, which is a praising and a glorious life. So when you accepted Jesus, what you accepted and I've already said this to you before, what you accepted is what was already provided for you before the foundation of the world. That's what you accepted. And what that was, was a praising and glorious life full of every promise of God. The promises of God are not sometimes and when God feels like it. The promises of God are yes and amen, meaning the promises of God are available to anybody that will believe them. And as I believe in the promises of God, and I realize what my part to activate and see those things released, and I do that part, remember, it's not toil. No toiling will cause the blessing of God and what he's already done to work. All he's looking for is obedience. It's just a step. It's just a, it's just moving in the direction. It's just a, doing his, what He said here and then doing what He said here. And it's not He's not trying to trick us. He's not trying to keep us you know, in bondage and, and making things tarry and wait for years and years and years. All He wants is for us to think like Him. And to think like Him, you've got to come out of yourself and the world and the way things look and learn to trust and believe in Him based on what we know instead of what we see. Because what you see will talk you out of it. What you see, the enemy will use to tell you that it will never happen. But what we said in this first part of this verse, make sure you write this down and go meditate on it. It's in Christ, it's in Christ that we find who we are and what we are living for. It's in Christ we find who we are and what we're living for. Amen? Colossians. One. And verse fifteen. Let's see if this one is the same in the message. Hey, it's the it's the right one. That was really weird. Colossians one fifteen. That's it. <clears throat> We look at this sun and see the God who cannot be seen. We look at this sun and see God's original purpose in everything created. For everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels, everything got started in him. Everybody say, in him. Everything. Everything. In other words, there's not anything that you have ever seen, touched, felt, even thought about that He didn't create, either directly or indirectly. See, when man gets credit for their creations of specific things and they, they uh, uh, put copyrights on all different kinds of things, all, all it is is saved or unsaved, notice what he said, didn't Every, it doesn't matter. All they did was they grabbed understanding from what God created. And they built whatever. So, if if nothing is original, then as you tap into Him, all the ideas and all the things that will come your way, not from you toiling, but from you doing what He says, there's no end to what can happen because there's no end to His creation. He didn't just create a few things. He created everything. And there's no end to what he created. So there's no end. People say, well, you know, I don't know about all this change in this society and and the days and the times we're living in. That's the one thing you have to accept. Because what's happening is, what's being created today that wasn't created in, uh, in the year 70 A.D. is the lack of revelation. It's not that it wasn't available. It was available. It was available in the earth and everything else, but there was no revelation. reason there weren't automobiles and cars in AD 70 is the revelation hadn't caught up. It's not that it wasn't available. It was available. It was there. So, so all that's happening is things are evolving. I, I read a story uh, sometime. Actually, I heard somebody preach this that said that in the year 1903 that they were considering shutting down the copyright um isn't that right the copyright organization yeah because they felt like everything that could be created and established had already been done in 1903. think about what's been created since 1903. have you ever said this man it just seems like there's no end to what's happened. there's not but see it's all god yeah but it's all those ungodly people that it, no they're taking so listen As Christians that have the revelation and we got the wisdom and all that kind of stuff, we need to be tapping all these amazing things that are happening because it's all God just evolving. Because see, everything was established and created and provided for before the foundation of the world. It's just catching up. And now it's catching up at a really fast pace. But you know what? We haven't even touched the beginnings of what can be created. And you know what? You're a joint heir with him. You're an equal partner with him. So there's no end to what you can create and develop. There's no end. There's no end. We just have to be in him. Right? Because, see, if you stay in him, quote, for a little while, and then you get over into you, it's just a recipe for disaster. And that's what happens. People begin to think more highly. That's why there was actually a command. Don't think more highly of yourself than you should. In other words, don't think of yourself any more than just that equal partner. And don't begin to think that it's you that's caused things to cause you to be blessed and prosperous and to advance. Right? And that that happened way back. There was a command about that back with Moses and the children of Israel. Make sure you don't forget where your provision came from that's why we stay in the word that's why we stay connected to what god is building which is what the church that's why we stay connected to these things because we need to hear you need to hear what i'm saying to you today. you needed to hear me read if nothing else you needed to hear me read in ephesians 1 in the message that being in him caused you to understand who he is and why you were created, and what your purpose is on planet Earth. You needed to hear that. You needed to hear me say that, and then you needed to be able to write that down and go meditate on that and how important it is to be in Him. His words in you, He he, he in us, and, and His words in us, so that in Him there's not anything we can't do. Without Him we can do nothing. John 15 and verse 6 says, Without Him we can do nothing, but with Him we can do all things. Amen? Give me me that back. All of that find its purpose in Him. Verse 17. He was there before any of it came into existence. He was there before any of it, anything that was created, came into existence. He was there before any of it came into existence. He was there before any of it came into existence and holds it all together right up to this very moment. That's why it's so important that you know who you are in Him. what your part is because he holds it all and there's not anything that he doesn't hold but what he holds will not manifest in the earth if the people who are the body of Jesus Christ don't do what Jesus did see everything that he held in his hand was released in three years of ministry through Jesus and we just saw bits and pieces of it as we read the Gospels. That's just, that's just bits and pieces. They're not books enough to, to log everything that Jesus did. Well, everything that he did is what you and I are to do, and even more than what he did, even greater things than what he did. That's what we're called to do. So see, everything that he holds is there for us to release. See, a lot of people read that, see, if he holds it all. He's in control of everything. You know, actually, he's not. No, he's in control of everything that he says he's in control of. But he gave authority in the earth to the sons of men. So don't blame God for ugly things that happen. God doesn't do ugly. He's never done ugly. Ugly happens because of the disobedience of mankind. God's in the good business. Everybody say God's a good God. I mean, he's good all the way, all the way. Um, Verse 18, and when it comes to the church, he organizes and he holds it together like a head does a body. He holds it together like a head does a body. If if Dale has my phone, and I couldn't find it, and then Dale found it, and he said, here it is. My head's telling me to grab that phone. Okay, Dale's giving me my phone back. Grab the phone. Grab the phone. Like a head does a body. Now, the head said what to do. but the hand's disobeying. Hmm? That's, the th- that's the relationship that the church has with Jesus. We have to do what He says. Amen. And we have to hear what the head is saying to us. Yep. Grab the phone. I, 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 I'm, I, after all these years, it took me a long time to get a, a bunch of the things I made difficult out of the way. And what I've realized is after all these years it's that simple but what is what is time-consuming is the part we play in learning to know how to hear that's what's time-consuming because if you don't learn correctly what to hear see grab the phone I'll just grab his head that was a good thing hmm? now grab the phone uh, Grab his wife's head. That's a good thing. Yeah, but see, that's just toil. It doesn't produce. You still don't have your phone. What he wanted was for me to have my phone. I couldn't find my phone. I prayed to receive my phone back, but now I won't do the last part of just receiving it back. No, I'll just grab this. Well, I'll just go do this. Well, I don't have time for that. I'll do this. No, it doesn't work. See, because he organizes and holds it together like a head does a body. He was supreme in the beginning and leading the resurrection parade. (laughs) He is supreme in the end. From beginning to end, he's there. Towering far above everything and everyone. Verse 19. So spacious is he, so roomy, That everything of God finds its proper place where? In Him. In Him. Without crowding.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I can't do that. All
0: kinds of people are doing that. Well, I can't do this thing because, you know, everybody else is doing that. It doesn't matter. There's no crowding. If He told you to do it. See, when we doubt ourselves, it's because we're not confident that He told us to do it. And I mean, listen, that's everybody. Don't be, don't be, you know, I mean, everybody just looks straight like, you know, I'm not talking to you, but, but everybody's in that category. Everybody's done it, okay? You, try, you do things, and that's really not what God told you to do, but you're trying to make it happen. You're tired of waiting, you know, oh, it's not going to work, and so I'm going to do it this way, and you're trying to make it happen, and it won't work. It's toil. Those that wait on the Lord shall what? They'll renew their strength, and they'll be on the receiving end of all that God has all that God has and then verse 20 and I'll end with this not only that (laughs) that was good but all the broken and dislocated pieces of the universe watch this people and things animals and atoms get properly fixed and fit together in vibrant harmonies all because of his death his blood that poured down from the cross. So, all of that, uh, go back to 19. Okay, so it's so spacious, is he so roomy that everything of God finds its proper place in him without crowding, and that's good. But not only that, everything that's broken or dislocated or out of place, or whatever, in in people, things, animals, atoms, I don't care what it is, they get properly fixed and fit together in vibrant harmonies. Where? In Him. In Him. All of it gets fixed. That's why we have to be in Him. And this is just a short little minute and a half mini-sermon on how to be in Him. But you get in Him when you understand Him is the living Word. He's the Word. And the Word was made flesh and the Word dwelt among us and we knew Him and we experienced Him and today as I'm preaching Him and you receive what I'm saying about Him and you allow the meditation of that to be in Him then anything that's out Get set in place. <laughs> I tell you what, that's a promise. That's an absolute promise. So you don't ever have to worry and be fretful and be wor- and concerned. You know, am I going to be able to do this? Am I going to have enough money? Am I going to have enough this? Is there any way to me to overcome this thing? All of it's already been accomplished. Your job is to be in Him. And I, I tell you, it's that simple faith comes by hearing hearing comes by the word a very simple elementary truth in god's word faith comes by hearing hearing comes by the word and 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 by the word becoming a part of you right and this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith that comes how by hearing and doing hearing the word meditating the Word, observing what God would have you to understand about the Word, and then doing the Word. And, and listen, there's a lot to it. There's a lot of that that gets broken down in all of our lives because what I'm preaching to you today is going to hit everybody in here a little bit different. But it'll hit everybody that receives it. And it'll, it'll help you and empower you to become more in Him. And what's ever out of place will be set in place. I encourage you to take these passages of scripture, and you know, easy to download if you don't have a message Bible. A lot of people don't, but easy to download a download a Bible app. That's what I was reading out of. And what's that Bible app? What's it called? U version. U version. Go and download that app into your phone, and just, just you know. Sometimes I don't do a lot of reading or a lot of preaching out of the Message Bible. Uh, maybe I will more in the future, but. Um, but I read a lot out of the message Bible or the living Bible or different translations you know in that U version thing you can get i 've got like i don 't know one hundred and fifty different translations of the Bible i did not know there was that many till I got this Bible out <laughs> but, but just just go and, and read what I was talking about today, and that the, the, um, what I read to you about. Um, Wait a minute. What I read to you regarding verse 11 in the Message Bible of Ephesians 1, I'm telling you if you didn't write that down, just go if you have to download this or whatever, but go read this. It's in Christ. And I just defined very simply what it means to be in Christ. If you're if you haven't been if you haven't come to the Genesis class in the past, I encourage you to come because we talk about being in him and just a basic revelation about that. But, so I encourage you to come to that. But it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Gosh, that just, when I read that the other day as I was preparing this message, it just really struck me strong. I mean, that, that, that's something I've been preaching and talking about for years and it was like summarized in that one statement right there. So take that and apply it in your life. Amen.